You can support this show at patreon.com slash ASA podcasting. Welcome to a Skyrimatic podcast where I will discuss my adventures and misadventures through Skyrim. Join me. Add your stories, add your tales. Let's uh, let's get into this thing. Hello, welcome back. New episode of Skyrocket Podcast. I know it's been quite a while. Sorry, adjusting my chair. This is very weird. I'm in a weird position and uh, using a different audio device, so hopefully this sounds good. Yeah, so last uh, we left everyone, we were going to do a roundtable, modding roundtable, and uh, we are doing it. So July 18th will be when we record for our first episode, which will be covering Carved Brink from Project AHO, I believe. Uh, it is available on Xbox. It is also available on PC, of course. I am not positive about PS4. I would have, I'll have to look that up. But um, So we're going to do that one first on the 18th. Uh, some of us have already dived into it. I started it the other day. Um, I'm going to be doing it on Xbox. So I, uh, what I did was, I think we talked about it last time, I'd set up a character. Um, I was going to go to level 20. Decided to only go to about level 15, 14, 15. I am living in Anissa's cabin, so that's my jump-off point. Um, that's going to be my jump-off point for every episode that we do with a new mod. So uh, that way I go back to this clean slate and start over. I haven't used any perks or anything, so there is that. Um, yeah, well, it wouldn't matter anyway because uh, what I did was... I. For this, I was going to use a couple different things. Going to use Apocalypse. Was going to use Ordinator and a couple other things loaded on there with Carved Brink. And I kept running into this issue. Um, just to kick off Carved Brink, you got to go to this place, Abandoned Grotto, which is essentially between the abandoned prison and Fort Amal. Um, it's on the Fort Amal side of that river uh, where the waterfall is coming down. There's like a log going across the water. There's a cabin down below. So it's kind of up above that, or you know, a broken cabin down below, I should say. Uh, so it's up above that. So I was having this issue, and I couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, I couldn't tell if it was load order or what, yeah, what was going on. So I'd get all the way over there. I'd kick off from Anissa's cabin. I'd run all the way over there. And I would come from the abandoned prison side. I think it's also Hillgrunt's tomb is also there. But... um. So I'd be coming from that side, and I didn't know where, like, I could just see the marker, obviously, so I didn't know exactly where it was. Uh, it's actually up above the, the water down below <clears throat> on the other side of the, uh, I guess, like, canyon or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I was like, oh, man, do I have to go down, drop down below? Is it in this pool area below the waterfall? And so every time I dropped down, it would just freeze. Boom. Done. Freeze. Or anytime I came at it from that direction, boom, freeze. I even saved close to there the one time, boom, froze, nothing. I'm like, what is, what in the world? 
So I went and you know I stripped down things, and so now I'm, I am running just uh, the, the patch, unofficial patch. Um, what else? Oh, ordinator and carved rank. So I stripped down just to that. So, uh, yeah, that that's fine. So I, I did kick off the quest. Finally, met up with who I had. I'm not going to talk about the quest yet because we'll be covering that on the 18th. But um, if you want to play along with us, definitely do. Definitely send in your feedback. Um, it's going to be very loose. So how if you want to roll a character, you can do so on... Uh, we have a character thing set up on uh, the website. If you go to asapodcasting.com and click on <coughs> um, the Skyrimatic logo, and then you can, if you scroll down the page, you'll see a Skyrim character generator, I believe. That'll just give you like a random um attributes things like that things you got to focus on um companions spouse pets all that kind of stuff it'll randomize it so um if you want to check that out hopefully that's still working i haven't used it quite a long time but uh i'm just doing i just basically my character has nothing i've balanced everything so nothing was too high or too low and i think i'm actually going in to hand it to carved brink which is weird for me but that's uh, kind of where I am. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I might do that. Uh, but it, it was fun. Um, I, I kicked it off. I think I'm going to restart again, uh, go back to my Anissa's cabin, save, kick off from there again. Now that I have all my issues figured out, uh, maybe reload a couple things back in and, and start fresh. Let's see what happens. Cause I, I really didn't get that far in. I, I went inside and did a few things, but and nothing, nothing terrible. So I may, actually roll back and, and start again. So um, if you're interested in playing with us, like like I said, again, just email the show, gmail.com send in your feedback, you know, what's going on, what you're doing, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, we'll have a bunch, of, hopefully we'll have a, quite a few of us uh, doing the roundtable portion. I have to get the list together of what the rest of the mods are. But, I mean, they'll be spread out far enough where it's, it's not going to be that crazy to keep up with it. So, as you can see by our current recording schedule. <laughs> um, so, the Let's Play Skyrim, Let's Play Fallout. I think I forgot what it's called now. It might be called like ASA Podcasting Let's Play or something like that. Uh, there are audio Let's Play series. Uh that feed will eventually be going away and be broken into two feeds for the Skyrim ones and the Fallout ones. Uh, just in the process of that now. So, and if you're in Patreon, I'm going to load all those into a file um, or into a folder like on Drive or Dropbox and, and get rid of the link for it in there so you can access all the episodes prior to them going to the new feed. So it's just, it's just a better, a little more, trying to organize it a little better. Um, you know, things we did that worked better than that would work a little better a different way. So, uh, just reorganizing things basically is, is all that's going on. I'm trying to think what else, um, Skyrim wise, uh, like, well, I was playing, obviously I was playing that. Uh, we have some feedback from Dave, of course. Uh, we have, the the Blackstone next chapter of the Blackstone Chronicles coming up. Um, that'll be good. Uh, really only two weeks until the round table. So I, I got to get on some playing. I've been, uh, I picked up Hitman two for like $12. So I was playing a ton of that, uh, playing a bunch of Stardew Valley still, um, the Dames who game we're talking about it. And I was like, Oh man, I'm back in. What are we doing? So, um, 
no, there was a new episode of Dame's Game dropped like uh, yesterday, I think maybe, or the day before. A lot of Fallout talk, a lot of Stardew talk, and uh, Sea of Thieves, some other stuff as well. So definitely check out Dames Who Game. Um, I'm trying to think what else off the top of my head. I was going to... Actually, I was looking at uh, Morrowind and popping that into the 1X. So that might happen too. But first, I'm going to concentrate on this whole whole Skyrim thing. Oh, the Fallout TV show was announced. That was pretty cool. Not Skyrim, unfortunately. Not Elder Scrolls. But, uh, you know, it is a thing. And uh, so, I don't know when, I don't think that's uh, imminent, but uh, yeah, Amazon Prime television show, so that's pretty cool. It doesn't, wouldn't really make sense for them to do an Elder Scrolls show since they're doing a Lord of the Rings show. That would be a little bit of overlap, I would assume. Um, but anyway, uh, I was going to record a few weeks ago because I was thinking about um, just, uh, I was thinking about popping in, uh, yeah, trying ESO again and all that, and I and I was just like, because I obviously follow a lot of those shows on Twitter and stuff like that. We had uh, Sons of Sethus on a while back. And I was like, man, they have done, like, all those shows, like Lore Seekers, Tales to Tyrael, uh, the official USP podcast. They've all done such a, a wonderful job of creating a great, like, community around their ESO play and stuff. And I'm... I'm mildly jealous because that wasn't really there for skyrim when it came out um there was a few shows obviously it was 2011 so like nine nine years ago almost so podcasting was a little different then um there wasn't as obviously as much of it but um i mean it was still it was relatively established at that point not not to the point it is now obviously but um just seeing like how they all interact together how positive it is uh, it, it's something that I, I wish kind of had went on in the early days of Skyrim a little bit. So uh, kudos to all those shows. They they just do a fantastic job of like bringing each other together, like lifting each other up, being positive, uh, being inclusive to each other and, and anyone else who, you know, in the community. It's, uh, it's really good to see. I'm, I'm glad that that exists in the Elder Scrolls world. You know, I have no idea what's going on in ESO other than the news because I don't play it, but I I do have pangs of jealousy for the shows, I gotta admit. <laughs> I do listen to the shows. Uh, obviously, USP goes over a little more than just that, and also uh, Tales has gone over more than just that as well. Um, and if I'm forgetting any shows, I apologize. Um, obviously, I don't listen to every ESO show, ESO show while I'm not playing it, so um, I, I don't know if I'm the only Skyrim show left or not, if we are, I don't know. If anybody else has, still has an active Skyrim show, shoot me an email or let me know if you know of one. <laughs> it would be, I, I would be amazed, number one, <laughs> and uh, would be uh, happy to join forces and, uh, you know, push each other along. <laughs> but um, obviously there's Skyrim Book Club, which covers more than just Skyrim, of course, Steve doing that as well. But, um yeah i think that's all i have uh just wanted to make sure everybody knew july 18th we're going to start the round table so two weeks we'll be recording on sunday i think the 18th is sunday so we'll be doing that carved brink that is the mod we'll be playing through that so 
dive into it as deep as you can, play it, get your characters together, enjoy it, send us your feedback of what you think about it, go through the stories, you know, just just really and enjoy the game because uh, it's it was it was something special to me when it came out and really it gave me gave me a great escape that I, I really appreciate it. I had this whole idea for a whole savvy podcast a few weeks ago about, about Skyrim and the communities and stuff like that. And, uh, I don't necessarily have, uh, I don't have the words right now that I had that day. So maybe another day I'll go over that. But, um, it, uh, I think Skyrim came out at, a, at like a perfect time for me. Not necessarily a great time, but a perfect time that I needed it. Um, maybe that's why I, I uh, am a little jealous of the ESO fam community, you know, because I would have liked a little more of that at that time. The, uh, the Skyrim shows that were out then weren't super interactive. I, it didn't feel like, so I mean, there were some great ones like Zoomcast was fantastic. I loved Zoomcast. Um, and I listened off the record of course. And, and was there some other ones? I don't even know. I, it's been a while, obviously. So anyway, Regardless, uh, stay tuned for Dave's feedback. Uh, also, started a new podcast called Will Run For, dot, dot, dot. Um, obviously, a running podcast, but uh, very light, very, it's four of us. We talk about our journey in, in like, uh, basically fitness, like health, just feeling better. It's very, not like super technical running stuff or anything. Very light. We talk about other stuff. Um, so, if you want to check that out, it's at Will Run For. If you search will run for on, you know, pretty much any podcatcher, it should pop up. All right. Thanks for listening and uh, stay tuned for Dave. And don't forget to join us on July 18th. Later, everyone. Hello again, Michael. Uh, it's Dave. <coughs> um, latest uh, a chapter on Darkwell uh, for your uh, delectation and delight. Right, Dark Bow Chapter 5 Extract from the Journal of Tunnel Dark Bow. The dead just keep appearing. What an oblivion goes on here. We arrived in Shorestone next morning, about two hours before noon. A quiet mining village with a good number of miners make a living here. I sold my skeever and wolf pelts to the local blacksmith who said he would take them to make leather strips for bindings for sheaths or coverings for sword and dagger grips. We had an early lunch beside the smelter where it was warm, which is more than can be said for the bloody wind blowing through down through the village. It looked like rain or possibly snow, so we made our way onwards up the north road towards Kynesgrove and then on to Windhelm. My plan was to strike west out of Windhelm towards Dawnstar and then on to Windstadt Manor. I saw from my map that we would be passing near this dim hollow crypt and mentioned it to Genalia. He just grunted and then replied, OK, I suppose we could take a quick look to satisfy ourselves." That's a plan, I thought. As we left Shorestone proper and approached the northern guard, guard post, I noticed a distinct lack of guard in the tower. Now that is unusual, I thought. Stopped and eased my bow off my back and knocked a silver arrow into place, just to be careful. 
I was still nervous about vampires and the bloody undead. I watched as Janalia eased his silver greatsword off his back and we slowly moved forward, weary at the clearly visible lack of guards. A skeleton mage dressed in imperial robes, standing by the glowing fire pit, turned towards us, barked something and raised his staff. I loosed my arrow and watched the thing drop like the bag of bones it was. The ground around the tower erupted and skeletons were raising themselves and weapons started to appear in their bony hands. I got two down with two further arrows before Janalia reached them, striking out in his classic continuous figure of eight, slicing with the great sword, because he was good with that bloody sword. I conjured a, r- a bound bow in my right hand and my favourite conjured bow, Falmore, uh, with my left, and slowly advanced into the tower itself. One skeleton warrior, dressed in imperial officer's heavy armour stood on a landing on the stairway to the top. I took in the sight of two dead guards who lay slumped in the corner of the tower, pierced with about six arrows and beside supply barrels. Another had obviously fallen from the tower platform above as his body was jammed between two barrels, broken and head facing down with a couple of broken arrows just visible through his, arrow, his armour and the fletchings lying on the floor. Fowl just raised up the stair and leapt at the throat of the skeleton. Gods, he was well named because he was a bloody big wolf. I grinned and moved on up the stair with my bound sword in my right hand, but ready to recall my wolf should he die before the skeleton. I reached the battling pair and sliced downwards at the skeleton's sword arm and it satisfactorily parted company with the body. Fowl was now chewing at the skull with his massive jaws when I struck a sword through the body and it collapsed. The sounds of fighting now ceased outside and everything went quiet. I dismissed Fowl more with a wave and took stock of what I thought had happened here. Some necromancer had raised these long-dead soldiers and had taken over the guard post, possibly to let a party through without being challenged or followed. It was the only thing I could think of that made any sense. The next question to be answered was, who, and I could not answer that, but it could conjecture, conjecture that a vampire group many of whom had necromancers in their ranks, could be responsible. The next question, why, was difficult to really know, but again I hazarded a thought that they were moving north. Was it to this dim hollow place in the north? A possibility I had to allow for in my travels. Is this why vampire activity had recently increased? A gathering of the clans, so to speak. It was a bloody terrifying thought. So much for my simple plan of action. I stopped a farmer travelling south on the road and told him what had happened here at the guard post and said, You should warn the people at Shorestone 
Tell Fidiar the blacksmith that Dark will sent you and warn any of the guards you find. He nodded quickly and set up set off up the hill at a run to the village as we gathered up my silver arrows, checking them for damage. Only one was lost, damaged beyond repair, but I kept the arrowhead in my pouch for smelting and recasting in the future. I had felt a familiar surge when I conjured my bound sword. Had my conjuration skill increased any, I cleared my mind and cast the bound bow spell with my right hand. A bow of Daedric design appeared in my left hand, and as I grasped the bowstring to pull back an arrow, to pull back an arrow appeared, and set, I settled into my familiar bow stance. I pulled back as far as I could go. I could and let go, aiming at, at a tree on the opposite side of the road, and was encouraged by the th- sound of a solid thump as it hit the trunk. I quickly followed with three more arrows, each of which hit true. The difference I noticed was that the arrows flew straight and level. No adjustment for distance was necessary. No wonder all my sisters were so accurate with their bound bows. I kept practising as we walked along the road, firing at various objects, and I never missed one. I estimated that the bow had a maximum range of about 200 paces, a goodly distance as I could only fire my ancient heavy elven bow about 150 paces and still get a hit. It eventually died at 100 arrows. I conjured another, seemingly more easily this time, and I continued my experiments. I killed four wolves, three elk and lots of trees that afternoon. Gods, no wonder Muscasia was such a good hunter and her skins were so perfect. The damned arrows penetrated, killed, but left no mark. Oh, I just love this Bojanalia, I said, just before stumbling to my knees and falling to the ground unconscious. I awoke the next morning in my tent, sat up, feeling hungry, almost starving, and really thirsty. A jug of water sat beside me along with a large steaming plate of wolf liver and potatoes. Genalia said, Muscasia warned us about this and she was correct when she told me you would ignore it and have plenty of, to have plenty of hot food and fresh water only for when you wake up, he said grinning at me. Gods, that's right. I should limit my use of the bound bow because of the magicka drain. Not too many arrows at one time, and definitely not too many conjurations in the one day. Bugger, the pain in my head is bloody horrendous. Get the food and water into you, my friend, and don't forget what happened here. Oh, I won't. Trust me on this. I won't. I grimaced as I picked up the water and swallowed some down quickly, followed by some liver and potato. I suggest we stay here another day until you're properly rested and recovered, my friend, he said, and I just nodded and continued eating and drinking, thankful my friend had been there to help me. And that's the end of that wee section. Uh, I hope you enjoy it, and uh, speak to you soon.